1: Great to have you here on the Clark Howard show podcast. And it's such a pleasure to have an opportunity to talk with you about your money concerns. And when you have something you want me to address, go to clark.com slash ask and post your question. And we're here to serve you around the clock at clark.com and clarkdeals.com to uh, give you advice and guidance on ways for you to stretch every dollar and a couple days ago on the podcast I talked about the biggest expense in our lives and that's what we spend on housing and the role that what you spend on housing can play in terms of eating up your wallet and making it hard for you to balance the monthly budget and I alluded at that time to there's a second area where we can really mess up our wallet, and that's what we spend on transportation. Americans really, really, really love their vehicles, and vehicles have gotten steadily more expensive, and one thing you'll hear from people in the automotive business, both at the manufacturing level and at the dealer level, is how stunned they are at how much people option out. That people add one thing after another after another to vehicles to where we have now run up the average cost of a new vehicle in the United States to, depending on how you estimate, uh, between thirty-six and $39,000. When you start thinking about what kind of monthly hit that is to your budget, It is mind-numbing. It's unreal. And so people now, it's not at all unusual for people to spend as much on their vehicle overall cost each month what it costs to rent a typical apartment in the market where they live. So people will stretch out the vehicle loans longer and longer and longer and they've got insurance you've got the the cost for fuel because you know 96 percent of people still buy gas engine vehicles so you have to calculate in the cost of fuel and maintenance over time and all that I mean it's a lot and the reality is that if you looked at vehicles just for transportation we would be driving very very different things So I want to take you back, Uh, I typically over my lifetime have bought used vehicles, but the first vehicle I ever bought new was a brand that doesn't exist anymore, it was a Datsun, which is now called Nissan in the United States, and the Datsun I got was called a B210, that people in the automotive business called the B2 Slow. it had like no horsepower on it came with um vinyl mats on the floor there was no industrial carpeting on the floor the seats were a thick vinyl that if you just hit them with any sharp object they would tear and you'd have the the foam coming out of your seat i mean it was a very very basic car and what was really funny my dotson b2 slow was this really crazy lime yellow color i don't know how else to describe it but lime yellow but i wanted that because the car was really small and i wanted people to see me when i was on the road so i was like this big uh somewhat ripe lemon going down the road the car was great the car was not a lemon but even on the sides it was just the metal inside the car there was no fabric at all and of course it was crank windows it was a four-speed stick on the floor and it went zero to 60 in a day and a half and it was transportation and that's how most of us thought about vehicles in the past not anymore you go look at what we would consider to be an economy vehicle in the u.s and they're pretty fancy inside and so many features on them and i know there are people who falsely accuse the safety types of running up the cost of vehicles but all the safety features on vehicles add very little versus the overall cost most of what is happening is because of all the things we expect all the things we want all the elegance we want and so think instead about transportation first and foremost is a way for you to get from point A to point B and I think about something you know one automaker continues to have entry lines in each of their vehicles that are very spartan and plain and they're sold a lot cheaper and that's Toyota and you know people in the automotive business have always talked about Toyota as being appliances for people who really don't care about cars they just want them to work and that's why you know year after year Toyota is way up the list of most reliable vehicles and you'll see a lot of people with very basic looking Toyota Corollas, Toyota Camrys Uh, Toyota RAV4s and they're buying these entry-level versions that just get the job done and they work and they get decent fuel economy and they're cheaper and this is not a commercial for Toyota the point is that there are people who think about vehicles as simply transportation And then a lot of people in America more and more who think of vehicles as a part of their personality and they want to treat themselves. But you got to be careful because if you run the cost of that vehicle up too much, what you're paying per month and then you look at how long people are stretching the loans, six, seven years or longer, you're upside down in that vehicle and that huge monthly payment The whole time you own it, owing more on it than what it's worth. So it becomes really a prison cell for your wallet. I'd love for you to look at used. Because used, you let the first buyer run down that depreciation for you. So you're buying it cheaper. And buying a vehicle, if cars are not a big deal to you, just buying something that's reliable and affordable makes a massive difference in what kind of money you have every month and so if you look at Consumer Reports which I know a lot of people say well that's something my granddad looks at let me tell you something those people got it going on and they're not always right but they do a great job on reliability what vehicles are the most reliable in each price category, each style, this type SUV, that type SUV, this pickup truck, that one, this car, whatever. And so buying reliable vehicles is where my head always goes first. I know for other people it's all about image. It's all about feeling cool. But at least in that, Find a vehicle that fits your image and is cool, that's reliable. So you don't have to be on a first-name basis with an auto mechanic. And Consumer Reports also, if you are more interested in vehicles as appliances, as rolling appliances, just transportation, Consumer Reports does a recommended list by price point. You have to pay to access this information with Consumer Reports or use your library to be able to check these things out for free either electronically or, or the physical stuff but making a good decision in terms of reliability makes such an enormous financial decision over time with the second largest expense most of us have in our lives now your questions are straight ahead on our podcast And before we go to a commercial break, Joel, I wanted to uh, have you have an opportunity to talk about your podcast, what it's called, and what you cover, and you dovetail some with what I talk about on the Clark Howard Show podcast.
0: Yeah, well, the only reason my podcast even exists, Clark, is because I've worked with you for 14 years, and I've learned so much, and it's just become such a passion of mine, to talk about personal finance and I've learned so much working for you and then putting that stuff into action um, that I you know, wanted to talk about it myself too. So yeah, that podcast is called How To Money and it's all personal finance related and how people can you know, grow, grow their wealth and just kind of outside the box ways to, to think about money, make money decisions um, so that yeah, you can live a, a healthier life.
1: So I miss when your podcast was all about beer.
0: <laughs> what was it called then? It was called Poor Not Poor then, and that just was a awfully hard thing to convey when you're talking about audio. People are like how Particularly do you Particularly
1: when you started slurring your words after <laughs> right.
0: your third craft brew. Right. Well, and we still incorporate beer, and, and the main thing behind that too, and, and I think you'd agree with this, is there we all have to prioritize something that we love in the here and now while we're saving and investing for the future, and that's what craft beer is. For me, it's one of those things I really enjoy, and so in moderation, of course, but it's um, if it's you can. Clark's ice cream. Yeah, exactly, Clark. You've Clark got ice cream and ice cream. Um, electric cars, right? Those are the things that she loves that you're willing to spend money on. Travel, now. but yeah, but you're not you're not depriving yourself. And I think sometimes when we talk about personal finances, it, it can become so deprivation heavy um, that people tune out. They're like, well, how? I kind of want to live life now too. And so you got to be able to provide that element of helping people see that you can use your money here and now while you're also doing good things for your future self.
1: Well, I just miss you uh, slurring your words as you go through the minutes of your podcast. You don't do that stuff anymore with all the beer, but it must crush you all the crap brewers that have gone bust in recent years because beer just isn't in like it was.
0: Yeah, it's been interesting to see how taste buds have shifted and what people want. And, like, I guess, like uh, hard seltzer waters are what people are into right now, which is fascinating. And then just, you know, COVID obviously hurts so many small businesses, but a lot of brewers at the same time. And yeah, that stinks because a lot of those breweries are kind of cornerstone fixtures in a lot of neighborhoods.
1: Well, straight ahead, when I go into answering your questions, I'm also going to tell you the best gift I've gotten. In the last year that I just received from my wife. Your questions are straight ahead, but as I promised, I want to tell you a gift that I got that if anything could tell you something about my mentality, about who I am and what I'm about, better than how excited I was when I opened this gift. I mean, nerd alert, loser whatever you want to call me, my wife knows me well, Costco wholesale, put for sale, Kirkland Signature sweatshirts. I don't mean they're branded as a private label sweatshirt. No, they proudly say across the front of the sweatshirt, Kirkland Signature. Now, if you are a deprived fellow American, who has never been in a Costco, Kirkland Signature is their private label, the most successful private label brand in the United States. And I wear that Kirkland Signature sweatshirt with pride. So if that makes me a loser, that what I'm so excited about is I'm wearing a sweatshirt that proudly announces the name of a store brand then that's the kind of loser I want to be (laughs) time for your questions for me
2: in fact we should post a picture of me with I just said that we do we're going to do that on your Facebook page and your your Instagram yeah I put that thing on
1: I was smiling ear to ear like you can't imagine so now Sam's Club, you need to put out member's mark sweatshirts that say member's mark on the front. Cause, uh, but uh, Kirkland Signature, I mean, it's it's really where it's at. So where's your questions at? Who's going first? I'll
2: the first, Mike in New York says, Clark, I recently purchased a used 2018 vehicle with 38,000 miles. I put $4,500 down to lower my payment. 4500 you said? Yep. When I went to sign the paperwork, I was told that per the lender, they wanted a bumper-to-bumper warranty on the financing that was $3,000 added to the cost, which increased my payment. Did I get scammed on this deal?
1: You got scammed on this deal. That that was not anything the lender did. That was a con of the dealership. You probably have a right, if you have not used the warranty at all, You probably have the right to terminate it. You also probably have a look-see period. Insurance is regulated by the state. That extended warranty, almost always a piece of junk, is registered as an insurance product. In most states, you have a period of time you can examine the actual terms and conditions of it and terminate it. In many states, that would be a 30-day period. It just varies by state. Uh, But otherwise, if you have not made any claim against it, you may still have a right to terminate for the remainder of the premiums you would face, again, depending on your state. Call your state insurance department and find out what your rights are with one of these piece of garbage dealer-imposed extended warranties, and they did, in fact, cheat you. In addition, you put down a very large down payment. If you're a member of a credit union, go see if you can replace the dealer provided financing with a new refinance from the credit union that may well be at a lower interest rate and please let us know what happens time is your enemy on this the quicker you act the better
0: joel Clark Ian in Georgia says, we've heard a lot of talk about the huge and growing national deficit, especially with the COVID relief efforts. How is this going to manifest itself in the future? And how is it going to affect citizens of this country?
1: Deficits uh, that are excessive, like we're running right now are destabilizing right now. We really don't feel it because interest rates are really low. The servicing costs for the federal government of servicing The deficits are very low. But these are abnormally low interest rate environments we're in. And the cost to all of us of servicing that debt is going to get quite high. Uh, Not to depress you further, but we're an aging population. And the demands against the Social Security and Medicare systems are going to steadily increase over the next decade. And so we have a financial ship that is in rough waters and sailing into rougher ones it is something we need to address because being a debtor nation weakens us the lack of political consensus in the united states the warring between the parties doesn't help us to get to more mature uh, solutions on the debt now ironically enough i don't object to the emergency spending that we've done for coronavirus that was necessary during times of war or national emergency it is reasonable to spend beyond your normal income in order to deal with a crisis like in war or the uh, the pandemic that we have experienced but longer term we need to get our act together the nation states individually with their budgets are required to run balanced budgets There is no such requirement with the federal government, and we don't punish the politicians for being reckless with federal spending versus tax receipts. We need to develop that discipline, even if it means we add an amendment to the U.S. Constitution requiring a balanced federal budget. Because if we continue down this path, we weaken our nation and weaken the ability for the promises made to our citizens in terms of things like Medicare and Social Security and other federal spending for those promises to be kept. And you don't hear anybody talking about this anymore because it's kind of like telling people to eat their greens, eat their uh, vegetables. And I don't like vegetables that much, truth be told. But I eat them. Because I know it's part of the deal for me to be physically healthy. For us to be physically healthy as a country, we've got to pay attention to the Greens. And we're not. Krista?
2: Don in North Carolina says, I've noticed many TV charity ads ask for a donation in the specific amount of $19 a month. I assume this has something to do with a tax-slash-reporting regulation of some kind, but i'm at a loss as to what the particular about that particular amount any ideas
1: yes it's a marketing thing that uh it's tested over time there's no tax angle to this it's just been uh shown over time that when you're asked for a subscription amount of money which uh hundreds if not thousands of both local and national charities now use this kind of subscription model where you know for nine dollars a month or 14 a month or 19 a month they tend to like these uh, numbers that are less than 10 less than 20 whatever the idea is you don't think about how much in total you're giving over a year and because you're automatically being charged to your credit card or debited from your checking account it just keeps on keeping on so it's just a successful fundraising strategy Nothing else. Joel?
0: Clark Robin in Arizona says, can you talk about ways to invest in real estate for people that aren't able to buy a home right now and don't want to fix up a home and then flip it? And also um, a way to invest in real estate that's kind of low risk.
1: So low risk. Um, Investing by its nature is not a low risk venture in the short term, but over the long term it pays. So what I like for you and this uh, at first this may sound like overwhelming and too too complicated it's actually pretty simple when you want to invest in real estate not have to manage it you can buy a fund Um, I like for you to look at what's known as a REIT index fund which sounds like what in the world Uh, it's a real estate investment trust is simply what REIT means and the big uh, the big fund companies, my favorite one you should look at because of its low cost is from Vanguard, has a REIT index fund where you buy one fund that invests very widely across various types of real estate. And over time, not necessarily in the short term, but over the long term, you'll make money in real estate with no commission, and very low ongoing costs. The tax treatment is also pretty good of going in one of these funds. So you need small amounts of money. Um, I don't know what you consider to be small. Some of these REIT funds you can go into with just a few dollars. Some may require as much as $1,000 to go in and you can add to them as you wish over time. There's nothing for you to manage Nobody calling you saying the toilet stopped up or anything like that. You just own real estate like other people might own stock in a company or a number of companies. And so if you want to know more about doing, uh, again, REIT, REIT Index Fund, one of the places you might find good information on it is investopedia.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If you feel this is something that would really help a friend or family member, uh, somebody who asks you for advice but doesn't take it, uh, why don't you suggest our podcast to them? And if you want to know more about how our podcast works, or podcast just generally, check out clark.com slash podcast. Have a great day.